Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Weekday Wednesday, Tucson, Arizona's number one online radio podcast about all things medical cannabis. Your host, Bellstar. And the Cannabis Kid. Our show features news, interviews, and all the latest information about anything and everything medical cannabis related in Tucson, Arizona, and the world at large. We'd love to hear from you. Please give us a call live at 646-915-8421. You can like us on Facebook, follow us on all social media, or email thctucson at gmail.com. We'd like to thank Tumbleweed's Health Center and Studio C, along with our many sponsors for hosting our show every week. With the lowest price certifications in town, you'll find hemp products accessories, and all things related to medical cannabis education. Visit Tumbleweed Health Center at 4826 East Broadway Boulevard or online at com. And remember, be smart, be safe, and educate. Probably all hungry. <laughs> well, I'm awful because I'm not. I'm really happy. Okay, yeah, no, uh, that was the other day. Anyway, um, 2020, I have a. You know, we're gonna play some videos. We're gonna play some fun things because that's just what I like to do, and um, it's it's good to laugh. I'll say strong, a little happy. Very favorite skits. It's why it's on our website, tumbleweedshealthcenter.com. Check us out. Just not today. We're closed. <laughs> we'll be open tomorrow at 10 a.m. Come on, get certified, and then uh, see what kind of specials are going on in house. And here we go for a fun new start your new year off laughing skit. Saturday Night Live. Super old, super funny. 
Hey, man, help you? Yeah, this is kind of neat. What is it? Oh, it's from New Guinea. It's a ceremonial spirit box. Wow, that's cool. What do you do with it? You put your weed in there. Cannabis deems as the top 10 cannabis stories 2019. So I'll read this and then we'll get to some more videos and things. Uh, I'm going to turn that down because there's crazy feedback coming through the radio there. All right, hopefully we're still on air and hopefully you can still hear me. (laughs) Okay, so it looks like everything's going all right. 2018, this this is by uh, Leo Bear McGinnis, a science writer. Okay, um, and he's at Leo McBear, and you all know what that means because I don't. There's a bird and an at, and, you know, it's crazy out there with your symbols and this prince right here. 
2018 was always going to be a difficult year to beat for the cannabis industry. It began with the world's largest cannabis market opening in California and ended with Canada's national market following suit. Achievements that are top notch. Should we golf clap? And if 2018 wasn't the cannabis party, 2019 was the hangover. The U.S.'s <clears throat> vaping crisis sparked a new outcry of recreational cannabis dangers. Is true. New scientific research shadowed medical cannabis benefits without doubt. Uh, without and on the economic side, <clears throat> the promises of California's and Canada's legal markets were undercut by an indomitable illicit trade. Well, okay, but 2019 strife isn't its only story. Following the 2018 Farm Bill, hemp production, transport, and trade bloomed across the U.S., giving insiders confidence that at least. Uh, one facet of the cannabis industry was on safe ground, and while total federal legalization is still out of reach, the year's many political events hint that it's on the horizon. So, while not quite the crescendo to the post-prohibition decade many were hoping for, 2019 still uh, plotted a steady course towards a more momentous future to understand how far the industry came. Analytical cannabis looked back on the leading stories of the year. All right, number 10. The illicit market stands its ground. And, you know, I hear a lot about this. Everyone can agree that prohibition has its problems no matter which side of legalization de uh, debate they fall under, from discriminatory arrest to human slavery. Some of society's worst offenses can be traced back to the war on drugs. Legalizing cannabis advocates say will curtail these ills. They'll fall by, uh, by the wayside as society transitions into a cleaner post-prohibition age. Well... That was the plan. Uh, if 2019 taught drug reform advocates anything, it's that they've got to have patience because nearly two years on from its legalization of recreational cannabis, over two-thirds of California's marijuana market still belongs to illicit trade, and over the border in Canada, the ratio uh, isn't any better. Quote, if you look at the amount of Canada's cannabis market that is now within the legal regulations, it's still, for some people, disappointingly small. Steve Rolls, a senior policy analyst at Transform Drugs Policy Foundation, told Analytical Cannabis the problem. Well, it's difficult to be conclusive. Rolls and other experts have blamed the slow rollout of retail stores, the high cost of legal products, and a, a reticence from customers to leave their traditional suppliers. That's true. <clears throat> a lot of people, if they don't have immediate access to retail stores, they're going to stay with their existing dealers. Why would they shift, Rolls asked, especially given the fact that legal cannabis is more expensive than illegal cannabis. It's hard to see a way beyond this slow start, especially with cannabis tax hikes in California on the horizon. But the hope is that with increasing social acceptability, autonomous regions will uh, license more businesses, which will bring over more customers <clears throat> and further dwindle the illicit markets into obscurity. There's certainly hope yet for a fully-fledged legal model. Uh, quote, I feel uh, fairly confident that the problems that have arisen are mostly short-term teething problems that will be ironed out in the coming months and years ahead. Rolls at Okay, so that was 10. Nine. Dr. Mishulam does it again. Golf clap. Where are you guys? There you are. Hello. <laughs> okay, Dr. Dr. Mishulam. No, uh, no living scientist has a fan base quite like Dr. Raphael Mishulam. 
making a rare appearance at CanMed 2019 in Pasadena, California. The godfather of cannabis was greeted by a throng of enthusiasts proudly wearing his face on their t-shirts and thrusting cannabis cuttings out to him like babies <laughs> to the Pope. <laughs> but Meshulam didn't come for the adoration. He had signs to discuss. That's awesome. <laughs> I would love to have been there. <clears throat> All right. <clears throat> Taking to the podium. The organic chemist who first synthesized THC back in the 60s announced his latest creation, synthetic stable cannabinoid compound fit for clinical use. Ooh. It might sound, it might not sound revolutionary. It might not even sound interesting. But if Meshulam's legacy was ever in doubt, the announcement will cement his name in the top of their uh, top tier of cannabis scientists. Now, for the first time, there's hope that unstable cannabinoids, previously unusable in clinical settings, can bring their benefits to patients. Compounds like CBDA, which can bind to a particular serotonin receptor a thousand times more effectively than CBD. Thanks to Dr. Mishulam and his team, a new form of CBDA stabilized by a methyl ester is now a potential medicine for treating some nausea and anxiety disorders. There's still some way <clears throat> to go but, uh, before these stabilized cannabinoids could be benefiting patients, but if Mishulam's track record is anything to go by, the medical cannabis community have a lot to look forward to. Yes, we do. Okay. Just as the UK goes without medical cannabis. That doesn't sound good. These pictures of cannabis they're putting up, they don't look too good. Um, just saying... The 1st of November should have been a day of celebration among the UK medical cannabis community. Alas, resent sat in place. Uh, one year into the country's legal medical cannabis framework and only a handful of patients have been allowed to access it. The rest, well, a recent poll found 1.4 million Brits were using illicit cannabis to treat a diagnosed medical problem. It's hardly the ratio of a healthy medical cannabis system. Of course, UK doctors... <clears throat> Hold on. <clears throat> Haven't been um, without uh, withholding cannabis prescriptions without good intentions. Many understandably feel uncomfortable using medications they know nothing about. Oh, issuing medications they know nothing about. The biological effects and benefits of medical marijuana is not a compulsory model in any British medical degree, after all. Uh, damning guidelines issued from public health authorities this year hardly helped either. Fortunately, efforts are underway to finally bring patients and medications together. In a bid to satisfy doctors with more evidence, up to 20,000 UK patients will be enrolled in a two-year-long medical cannabis experiment that will uh, ascertain medical uh, marijuana's efficacy as a treatment for chronic pain, epilepsy, uh, multiple sclerosis, and several mental health disorders. And for those too desperate to wait, Aid could come soon from the UK's first medical cannabis charity, which will soon provide financial support to those on modest means who wish to access medical cannabis in the UK. The 2010s was the decade when medical cannabis became legal in the UK, but the in the UK, but the 2020s could see it become accessible. Yes. <laughs> okay, this is good. Number seven. Every time cannabis was nearly legally federally uh, legalized federally, eager to put uh, eager to put the pains of prohibition in America's past, 
Representatives of both major parties have endorsed legislation this year, which would legalize cannabis at a federal nationwide level. The result? Well, politics is a long game. In February, the Oregon Senator Ron Wyden introduced the playfully titled S-420 bill. If passed, the Drug Enforcement Administration would have had 60 days to remove cannabis from its list of controlled substances, establish a federal tax on all legal sales of the drug, and create federal permits uh, for cannabis businesses. It didn't. Uh, In the same month, presidential hopeful Cory Booker introduced um, the Marijuana Justice Act of 2019. If it had passed the Senate Committee uh, on the Judiciary, the act would have just legalized cannabis, but supported the communities which have disproportionately affected by the marijuana prohibition. Um, It didn't. Uh, In the same month, presidential hopeful Cory Booker introduced the Marijuana Justice Acts of 2019. Um, Oh, sorry. Progress, uh, (laughs) Progress looked bleak, but marijuana proponents aren't dissuaded easily. And while cannabis still remains an illegal substance on a U.S. federal level, 2019 wasn't without a few legislative victories. Uh, In a landmark vote in June, the U.S. House of Representatives approved an amendment that would block the Department of Justice from interfering with state legal cannabis laws. And just last month, the Marijuana Opportunity Reinvestment and Expungement Act, MORE, uh, was passed by the House Judiciary Committee in a 24-10 vote. <clears throat> of course, the Leading Legalization Act still needs to make it through seven other congressional committees and the Republican-controlled Senate before it can take effect. But even if it doesn't make that far, uh, the act's existing progress is already a testament to the uh, tenacity of the many drug reform advocates to work in Washington. <clears throat> Right. And with tireless effort like that, Canada's national cannabis industry may be competing with its neighbors sooner rather than later. The 422nd times the charm. <laughs> Six. More medical skepticism. For many patients, marijuana's medical benefits are without question. Advocates claim that uh, the plant's chemicals can relieve them from the pain of fibromyalgia, uh, fibromyalgia, the seizures of epilepsy, and the anguish of post-traumatic stress disorder, PTSD. But some scientists are less convinced, and throughout 2019, many of those researchers laid bare their skepticism in several studies, reviews, and reports. In August, <clears throat> the UK's National Institute for Health and Care Excellence concluded that There was a, quote, lack of evidence about the long-term safety and effectiveness of medical cannabis, quote, for the treatment of epileptic disorders. In September, uh, a research team from the University College London found that while some cannabinoids show promise for reducing nightmares, uh, there's inconclusive evidence to support their use in PTSD treatment. And in October, a major review from the Lancet Psychiatry found little evidence to support medical cannabis used to relieve depression, anxiety, or ADHD, attention deficit, hyperactivity disorder. One after the other, the reports piled damning doubts into uh, marijuana's most reputable aspect. But before the world's placebo effect leave any skeptics' lips, it's important to note that the reviews all had one thing in common. 
a call for more clinical trials. So scientists can firmly conclude cannabis medical properties once and for all. Right? They're doing it. They're doing it. That's one of the main things highlighted on the Lancet Psychiatry's meta-analysis. Uh, There's not been enough clinical trials to say one way or the other if cannabinoids can be beneficial, quote. Dr. Amir England, <clears throat> a postdoctoral cannabis researcher at King's College London, told Analytical Cannabis. With Europe's largest medical cannabis trial now already underway, perhaps the 2020s will be the decade that finally puts medical cannabis doubt to rest. Well, hope the people will just start reading and listening. Oh, five, number five. You ready for it? hemp blooms of every facet of cannabis, hemp undeniably had the best here. Following on, on, for, uh, on from the 2018 Farm Bill, the, US, the U.S.'s hemp industry entered a new age of blooming legal opportunity. <clears throat> for the first time, farmers saw their crops covered under the 1980 Federal Crop Insurance Act, and uh, hemp scientists face fewer restrictions when looking to research the plant. And the result, well, according to some estimates, the total number of acres used for cultivating hemp in America has increased by 320% since last year. (laughs) Awesome sauce. Fueled by the CBD craze, at least 70% of American hemp ends up in an extraction facility wherein the coveted cannabinoid is pulled out and processed from the plant material. But despite the hemp hype, this big business uh, still carries big risks. Truck drivers transporting hemp were still stopped and arrested by law enforcement in the earlier part of the year. Fortunately, as 2019 crept on, local law officers seemed to learn of hemp's newfound legality. And that's another good thing is education to law enforcement. We have got to get that out. Quote, we actually got stopped over in Oklahoma, Zach Wilcox, the hemp transport specialist, sold analytical cannabis. Um, Quote, the cops pulled him over because of a tail light or something. And next thing you know, they're saying, hey, this kind of smells. But he showed them the paperwork, and they actually didn't even offer to go into his truck. And luckily for him, uh, the progressive policies kept on coming. In October, the U.S. Department of Agriculture released draft interim regulations to help uh, inform states and Native American tribes how to develop their own hemp production plans and In December, it was announced that U.S. banks no longer had to track accounts for hemp-related businesses, freeing the uh, nascent industry from burdensome financial restrictions on all fronts. It seems Uh, the hemp industry finally has given the green light to uh, was given the green light to prosper. Can't even talk. Four. Just refound my drum roll. (laughs) <laughs> Sorry for you. Four, CBD woes. <clears throat> but what about CBD? The chemical that truly brought cannabis to the mainstream. Well, it was a mixed year. On the economic side, the compound was a gold mine. The American CBD market alone was worth $270 million this year. And predictions placed the global market over $2 billion by 2024. That's cray-cray. But on the regulatory side, things were a little less rosy. Several U.S. companies were issued warnings about their um, egregious medical claims, which extended to an advertised anti-Alzheimer effect, and tests in the U.K. revealed that 62% of popular products didn't contain the CBD content promised on the label. 
that's really bad. Wow. One product um, didn't even contain any amount of the key cannabinoids. That's a super boom. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. To cap things off, the U.S. Food and Drug Administration, the FDA, just warned consumers last month that CBD-containing products, quote, have the potential to harm, quote, consumers. And although the World Health uh, Organization has found, quote, no evidence of public health-related problems associated with the use of pure CBD, quote, products claiming to be CBD do have their high risks. Between uh, December 2017 and January 2018, synthetic products marketed as CBD were, were responsible for the poisoning of at least 52 people in Utah. <clears throat> to avoid another such disaster, more regulation uh, will be needed. That's true, <clears throat> especially for this vaping stuff. In the UK, that progress is being driven by the Center for Medicinal Cannabis, which has launched a charter that commits any signatory CBD company to work with accredited laboratories, um, prohibit any inaccurate labeling and reference to medical claims. In the U.S., the FDA is still reevaluating its regulatory framework for uh, CBD, but has indicated that it cannot conclude CBD to be generally recognized as safe to use in human or animal foodstuffs. Foodstuffs, it says that. It's going to be a bumpy road towards full regulatory compliance, but for the sake of consumer safety, it's the only road to take. Yep. Mm-hmm. Number three, international calls to end prohibition. <laughs> There's nothing that excites legalization advocates quite like the sound of crumbling international drug accords. And while no global prohibitionist legalization has fallen yet, if you like, if you listened closely this year, the trembles were plain to hear. The first, back in January, one of the oldest, most influential groups in the UN endorsed the decriminalization of drug possession and use. Then in February, in a letter to the Secretary, Secretary General of the United Nations, a WHO committee advocate for marijuana to be remo- um, advocated for marijuana to be removed from the strictest classification within an international treaty on controlled substances. And on front lines, Luxembourg minister Uh, ministers have cemented their commitment to legalizing cannabis for their citizens while the New Zealand government recently previewed its draft cannabis legalization and control bill ahead of the country's cannabis referendum next year. As 2019 comes to an end, Canada and Uruguay are the only two countries in the world holding the line against uh, prohibitive international treaties. But with Luxembourg and New Zealand waiting in the wings, 2020 could see that number double. And with four democracies standing together in defiance of draconian legislation, how much longer can such legislation last? Well, we just need it decriminalized. Get it off. All right. Let's see. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, number two, Illinois legalizes and New York decriminalizes. But while international change is important for any advocate living in Illinois, uh, progressive drug legalization or legislation really uh, came home this year. Back in May, Illinois became the 11th state to legalize cannabis for residents. Following a last-minute vote in the state House of Representatives, it was another momentous achievement for the progressive cannabis movement in America. The 11th pillar of prohibition had fallen, and come January 1st, 2020, 
Any state citizen over the age of 21 can reap the rewards when cannabis sales open to the public. Uh, Crucially for the communities who have been disproportionately targeted by prohibitionist laws, the state legislation has been described as the most, quote, the most equity-centric piece of cannabis legalization in the country, quote, a $100 million per year fund will provide uh, resources to disproportionately impacted areas. A $30 million fund will provide seed capital for social equity, entrepreneurs, and many previous marijuana offenses will be expunged as soon as 2021. And while 2019 only saw one more state join the growing uh, recreational fraternity over on the East Coast, Another did at least move a step closer. New York, the fourth most um, populous state in America, decriminalized recreational cannabis use back in July. No, it wasn't a complete victory for advocates, but the power of the legislation shouldn't be underestimated. From now on, possession of small amounts of cannabis is punishable by fines rather than jail time. A major feat for those pushing for drug and prison reforms. And as New York Governor Andrew Cuomo is still committed to the full goal of legalization, the title of the 12th um, recreational state may be taken as soon as next year. <laughs> and next, we're going to do number one. But not yet. Guess what we're doing next? Puff, 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 puff. I'll be blazing and smoking it, about to go and get some munchies next Passing up on those cracker jacks, Reese's Pizzas are where it's at Gotta get me some soda, pop cotton mouth has been creeping up I can't remember where I put my keys, yeah, that's what's up I'ma take your grandpa's ride, I'ma take your grandpa's ride No, for real, ask your grandpa, can I take a 65? Deville cruising to my local Publix Nothing better than rolling with two super fly chicks They have frozen burritos, I bought frozen burritos I bought some Ben and Jerry's, and then I bought some Cheetos Hello, hello, my main man Obama A couple states have just reformed their laws on marijuana What you gonna do, send the feds there? Hell no, the DEAs would be like, ah, oh, they got volcano I'm gonna smoke some weed Only got $20 in my pocket I'm a hunt, looking for a pot shop This is fucking Shop. This is fucking awesome. What 
you know about the science of marijuana? What you know about people suffering from glaucoma? They need it. They need it. It helps them with their condition. If you don't believe me, then just ask some eye physicians. Thank your granddad for voting for that guy, Richard. Nixon is the president who made the plant illegal. But science is now showing that it's medicine for people and the private sector fighting to keep all of that illegal. Alcohol and tobacco, pharmaceutical prisons. I'll take those four major lobby groups and fight those motherfuckers. They're making money day and night, all those motherfuckers. And bribing Congress out of sight, all those motherfuckers. They'd be like, oh, it's immoral and unhealthy. I'm like, how many people are you making wealth? Anti-marijuana lobbies are making all kinds of profits and they don't want you to stop because of all the special interest. I call that getting swindled and pimp shit. I call that getting tricked by the government. That law's hella old. So it's time to update it, regulate it, and then get it under state control. Peak game, look into my political telescope. Think it's gonna stay like this forever? Not hella won't. Not hella won't. Hey Obama, stop being a hypocrite. You used to smoke weed, fool. I'm gonna smoke some weed. Only got $20 in my pocket. I'm a run, looking for a five shop. Welcome back. We'd say Wednesday. We are reading top 10 cannabis stories of the year. The vaping crisis. Yeah, unfortunately, the biggest cannabis story of 2019 isn't a victory for the legalization movement, but it isn't exactly a detriment to it either. Well, like next. Like an epidemic outbreak, the vaping crisis burst across the U.S. at the tail end of summer. By September 13th, six people had died and 380 were suffering from lung injuries. Three months later, that figures had shot up to, shot up to an alarming 48 people dead and almost 2,300 people injured. That is horrible. And still no one knew the definitive cause. There are theories, of course, backed up by hard evidence. Vitamin E acetate, a thickening agent commonly used in the illicit vaping market, is still the chief suspect. In October, uh, two separate studies from commercial testing labs found that the thickening um, additive was entirely absent from the legal cannabis vaping market in California, while uh, one study detected it in nine of the 12 illicit products tested. Some still have their concerns over the legal market, though in December, Massachusetts authorities claimed that six patients were suspected vaping um, injuries has probably purchased THC products at licensed marijuana dispensaries, but the vast majority of hard evidence still links the outbreak to the unregulated market, all of which some analysis say only strengthens the argument for a federally legalized system. Quote, vitamin E acetate is very heavily used in the legal vaping market. 20, 30, 60% of a cartridge could be, uh, could be vitamin E acetate. Dr. Uh, Wetha Kaul, a cannabis testing advisor, told Analytical Cannabis, quote, the safer option is to shop for legal uh, tested products. I feel 
that's the messaging that might uh, resonate, she said, because if you just tell people to stop vaping, they're just going to ignore the entire message. So how about giving them a, a route where at least their chances of staying safe are higher and better? Fortunately, the vaping crisis seems to be abating the proportion of hospitalized EVALI patients uh, reported to the Center for Disease Control and Prevention declined from 58% on November 12th to 30% on December 3rd. But this moment of calm shouldn't be squandered. Given the existing facts, it seems that uh, quashing the illicit cannabis market would be the most effective step towards advertising another outbreak. And how best to do that? Well, establishing a national, legal, accessible, and regulated market could be a good start. There you go. There they are. Top 10. Some good, some bad. Everything to think about for 2019. You know, I was thinking on the break, I just wanted to give a shout out to just everybody who supported us in this last year, Tumbleweeds, myself, um, all of it. We couldn't do it without you. And let's give a shout out to uh, Grower's House at 3635 East 34th Street. Get on down there if you want to grow anything tomatoes, strawberries, weed, put your weed in it and just grow it. Um, I picked three really good strawberries from stuff I've been growing from uh, Grower's House. So get on down there. Also, we want to give a shout out. To, oh, you can go to growershouse.com. Check them out too. Don't have to go anywhere. Um, we want to give a shout out to uh, and a happy new year to Canada Health Online Digital Magazine. Again, get awesome knowledge without even leaving your couch. Canada Health is a digital magazine focused on knowledge, safe access, and advocacy with a monthly subscription readership. It's loaded with scientific and clinical articles from various healthcare professionals, profiles of cannabis clinics offering safe access to medicines, national and local organizations open to the public, and real-life patient success stories. It's free to subscribe, so don't miss another issue of Canna Health. Yep, check them out. You can get to them um, actually from our website, tumbleweedtelcenter.com. Get over to the radio section, scroll down, and there's a couple logos there of Grower's House. Click that and get right to their link, and Canna Health is right there as well. Um, I wanted to um, play a a video for y'all if I can find it. I had it up here on, on Facebook, and now I've just probably taken it down. But there's a couple of videos I wanted to play. That one was about um, Alzheimer and dementia um, because oh. cannabis is seeming to do, you know, it's, it's doing great things for that. So um, there's a couple other. So check out tumbleweedshealthcenter.com and check out the video section. There's I love Leaf, The Power of Juicing. That's like 15 minutes. And then we have the first three Sanjay Gupta videos. I still can't figure out how to get the fourth one on there. i got to try that. Um, and then we have How to Make a Full Cannabis Extract. Uh, commonly known as RSO, Rick Simpson Oil, Phoenix Tears. Uh, very simple. You can do it in your kitchen very safely. Uh, then we have the John Oliver video, which I love, um, which we will play in just a little bit. Um, we've got uh, Waiting to Inhale, which is a really great uh, wee documentary. We have Lester Grinspoon on, who's been on our radio show as well. Uh, we've got some cannabis history and some really great stuff, so check it out. And um, if you want to come get certified, you can come tomorrow. We're open 10 to 6, uh, Thursday, Friday of this week, and then back to normal hours. And we do have a doctor at least. Uh, we have two doctors, 10 to 4 every day, at least till 4, sometimes till 5. If you get super busy, we'll keep that second doctor around. Um, but you can come get 
certified and have an evaluation done all in one day. If you have or suffer from PTSD, cancer, glaucoma, AIDS, chronic pain, severe nausea, seizures, including epilepsy and all sorts of other seizures, HIV, hep C, ALS, Crohn's disease, agitation of Alzheimer's disease, cachexia, wasting syndrome, severe and persistent muscle spasms, including multiple sclerosis. You are eligible for a medical cannabis card if you suffer from a chronic or debilitating disease or medical condition or just the treatment. Just the treatment if your medicine's making you sick uh, for a chronic or debilitating disease or a medical condition that causes any of those symptoms. If you suffer from one of these medical conditions and have been diagnosed by an Arizona licensed physician, medical cannabis may help relieve your symptoms. Tumbleweeds Health Center is Arizona's premier cannabis certification health and education center. Our primary focus is to help the patients of Arizona obtain their medical marijuana card and educate everyone about medical cannabis. With current medical records, approval is a simple process. Contact Tumbleweeds Health Center to see if you qualify for your Arizona medical marijuana card. Yep. <clears throat> Give us a call, 520-838-4430. You can visit, um, you can come on down to our health center, 4826 East Broadway Boulevard. We're at the southeast corner of Broadway and Swan. Very easy to get to. And you can get on tumbleweedshealthcenter.com and just book your own appointment or... Uh, book your own evaluation. We do consultations. So if you um, are if you've already seen a doctor but don't want to talk to them again, we offer a consultation. If you don't want to leave your house, uh, we do house calls. Uh, so our doctors will come see you if for whatever reason you, you can't leave your home or your facility. Um, we will go see you and we'll get you certified and, and bring you some CBD products at least um, for the meantime, which are really good option for those out there. Um, that are in pain, um, that don't have your card yet, don't want your card, or, or are waiting for your card, come check out our CBD products down at Tumbleweeds Health Center. We have a ton of great new things down there. We've got, geez, lotions and balms are really popular for people. Um, and also the tinctures. People really like the tinctures. So we've got some great tinctures of our own. And then there's all sorts of other tinctures. We've got tinctures for dogs. We've got dog treats. Um, we have cat treats. I think you can give this to your uh, your ferret if it needs to like chill out for a little while. They should make ferret treats. Yeah. All right. Well, you know what? We're gonna start the new year with just something funny because well because we can. So I like the um, and I don't think we've played this for a little while. It's the John Oliver video. <laughs> Him just being ridiculous. So here we go. Happy New Year. We'll uh, we'll leave you with this, and we'll just all have a good laugh. Grab some coffee. Get ready for your run. Good luck out there, kids. Run safe. Run safe. Don't drink and run. All right, here we go. John Oliver. Marijuana. Basically catnip for people. It has gained increasing acceptance in recent years. In fact, one small bright spot on election night was pro-marijuana referenda passing in eight states. It's official! A big win for lovers of weed. Well, we are really excited. I mean, this is a huge victory, not just for Californians, but for really the country and the world. Everybody here should be so excited by this. A little weird that those celebrations happened the same night that Trump was elected. It's like celebrating your baseball team winning 
on the deck of the sinking Titanic. <laughs> Bit of a mixed bag today, but still, go Sox, Yankees suck. Now, as it, as it stands, 44 states now have uh, some form of medical marijuana law, okay, and eight have laws allowing recreational use. And that is good Let news. It. The war on drugs was futile, expensive, and imposed overly harsh penalties, especially on <clears> African Americans, <throat> who police data suggest are over four times more likely to be arrested for marijuana possession. Although, interestingly, white people are a million times more likely to be shocked by that statistic. <laughs> and this is clearly <laughs> no longer a fringe issue. In 1969, a Gallup poll showed 12% favored legalization. Today, it's 60%. That's 2016. Exactly. Marijuana is something that we just now. all gradually decided is okay. Like Mark Wahlberg as a serious actor. <laughs> you know what? Sure, I've decided I'm fine with that. But the legality of marijuana is actually much more fraught than you may think. In fact, if you have marijuana right now, even if you are acting completely legally according to your state, you may still be in serious jeopardy. And that's not your weed-induced paranoia talking. Yeah, if it is your home, job, or possessions, Greg. And uh -oh. yeah, I know, I'm freaking the shit out of any stoned viewer named Greg right sure now. Sure are. Greg's but that's not down. a bad thing, because this story is genuinely worth worrying. <laughs> and let's begin with going back to why marijuana is so heavily regulated in the first place. It was legal at the start of the 20th century, but anti-drug hysteria, fueled partly by racist stereotypes about who was using it, led to it being gradually outlawed around the country. And naturally, it was Richard Nixon, the Mozart of racially motivated lawmaking, who targeted it in his war on drugs for reasons that he was open about in conversations he inexplicably recorded. historical footnote, you know who he's talking to there? Billy Bush! Yes! Turns out people just open up to that guy. Always have. Now, Nixon, Nixon signed the Controlled Substances Act in 1970, and it's still in effect today. Marijuana uh, is classified as a Schedule One drug, the highest classification alongside heroin. Schedule Two, a step down, features drugs like cocaine and methamphetamine. And marijuana is not a Schedule One any more than a hedgehog is an apex predator. You're not scaring anyone, Roland. Get a tattoo. But that federal law is constantly clashing with new state laws, and it's causing big problems. For instance, legal marijuana businesses have struggled to get bank accounts because at the federal level, they are still seen as criminal enterprises. So if banks took their deposits, that could be considered money laundering. And this has meant that businesses had to operate all cash. 100% of our revenue comes in cash. This is federal taxes that we pay okay. in cash. Also our payroll, when we pay all 12 employees, they're getting envelopes of cash. These are state taxes. That is a shitty way to be forced to do business. On the suspicious scale, cash-stuffed envelopes rank somewhere between unfilled hundreds dusted in white powder and a wad of damp wands containing a single pubic hair. Oh. And if you are wondering why he was talking about paying his federal taxes, yeah, amazingly, under federal tax law, you must declare income even if the source of it is illegal. The tax code even has provisions like, if you receive a bribe, include it in your income. And if you steal property, 
You must report it, fair market. <laughs> an obvious trap to catch criminals. If you're really listed on the form as, this is a trap, are you really this stupid? Oh my God, you're filling out a federal form admitting guilt, aren't you, you dumb, dumb idiot? So marijuana businesses have all the tax liabilities of other businesses, but what they don't get is one major advantage. The agency bars them from making most normal business deductions. You know, you could end up with a, a tax bill far more than, um, you know, any potential profit you could ever make. That's right. You can't deduct certain expenses, and that can mean that you pay double the amount of tax that you would if you were selling any other product. And just think about that. Mm -hmm. That means the shop where you bought your weed may pay double the amount of taxes paid by the shop where you ordered that shitty pizza, Greg. Yeah, I'm talking to you again, Greg. I told you this was important. Pay attention. And it is not just businesses facing difficulties. It's customers, too. Just look at Brandon Coates, who was paralyzed from a car accident as a teenager. Now, he had a prescription for medical marijuana, but he was fired from his job on the Dish Network after he failed a drug test. What was it like for you? when they said, we don't want you to work here anymore. Well, it was devastating. I mean, it's hard enough for somebody like me to get a job. People look at me like, they probably don't think that I can do what I can, you know? Did you think because you had a medical marijuana car that you had license to go ahead and use it? Well, it was, I was under the impression that we had passed the law and that we had made it legal. Yeah. It's frankly understandable that he thought he was doing nothing wrong. The state had given him a license to use medical marijuana legally, and yet he got fired anyway. And also, he couldn't turn to the Americans with Disabilities Act for help because that is a federal law, and it doesn't protect marijuana use. All of which yeah. is pretty frustrating. That's like driving exactly the speed limit and getting pulled over by a cop who tells you, sorry, the federal speed limit is three, and the legal age to drive is 62, and also you have to be drunk. Surprise! You're fucking under arrest now! <laughs> and even if you are only dealing with your government at the state level, decades of enforcing anti-drug laws result in local officials making big mistakes. And two Michigan parents, one of whom treated his epileptic seizures with marijuana, mm. discovered in 2013. Stephen Maria Green of Lansing helplessly watched as their infant daughter, Bree, was taken from their care. The reason given, the state-sanctioned medical marijuana user's home was too dangerous for their six-month-old because of the plants inside. It would place our residents at a higher rate of armed robbery and therefore was an imminent danger for my child to be removed. That is just completely absurd. If you have valuable items in your home, we might take your children. Although I will say, that is going to add some real excitement to the Price is Right from now on. Oh, I really want that entertainment center, but I love my kids. Fuck it. Sorry, Tommy. Daddy's going for the plasma screen. It's a dream, son. A dream of mine. And look, I know that some people will say, well, hold on. The medical efficacy of marijuana needs a lot more study. And that is true. The problem is, it's very difficult to do that because, again, Federal laws are standing in the way. To study marijuana, you need approval from three different federal agencies, which can take years. In fact, one scientist was forced to wait six years just to begin studying its effects on PTSD, which is a long time. I frankly wouldn't blame her if she just said, fuck it, I'm studying dark chocolate during sex, help red wine make you lose weight. At least, at least that way, I'll get to go on the Today Show. If you are conducting federally approved study on marijuana. You can only get it from one place. Dr. Mahmoud El-Soli oversees the University of Mississippi's Marijuana Project. Its mission? 
to aid law enforcement and produce proper federal studies, mostly related to addiction. For all intents and purposes, you're the government's sole producer of marijuana. It's true. The sole source of government-sanctioned marijuana is that guy at the University of Mississippi. So please update your stereotypes about the University of Mississippi, which I believe is the official slogan of the University of Mississippi. <laughs> wait for marijuana to study whether it helps with PTSD. Plenty of veterans will tell you it absolutely does. Take Danny Belcher. He is a Vietnam vet who's been prescribed a great deal of medication for pain and depression. But, as he told the Kentucky legislature in 2014, he found that when he tried marijuana, it started really helping him. I do have my bowl of pot in my house. Mm. And if I wake up at night and that nightmare when I'm wringing wet with sweat, And I see Kramer, his dead body, Rodriguez, his dead body. If that nightmare gets so bad, I can't wake up. I realize it's just a nightmare. I will light that pipe up. I'll be a criminal. I'll go back to sleep. The next morning, I will get up at 6 o'clock like I always do. My four days a week, I go to the gym. I run. I have other veterans. I couldn't do that if I was on the damn drugs the VA had me on. Exactly. Yeah. So for all the talk you hear of marijuana being a gateway drug, in his case, that gateway led to peaceful sleep, rigorous <laughs> exercise, and community service. Pretty nice fucking gate, it turns out. Nice one to walk through if you get the chance. <laughs> you may have noticed that he said he's acting like a criminal there, which is a yeah. little odd because Kentucky actually has a medical marijuana law on the books. But the shortcomings of that law touch on many of the reasons why legal marijuana can actually be a bit of a gray area. For a start, Kentucky's law has many restrictions. It only applies to one marijuana product, and it requires a written order or a prescription. And that is a real problem, because under federal law, it is technically illegal for any doctor to write you a prescription for marijuana. Now, so most states, they get around that by just calling for a recommendation or a certification, which doctors can give you. But even if Kentucky's law did that, if Danny went to his doctors at the VA, they couldn't give him anything because they're a federal hospital. And federal policy prohibits VA doctors from even recommending marijuana, regardless of the state law and regardless of their medical opinion, which, again, is a bit weird. A doctor shouldn't be ignored because he recommends marijuana. A doctor should only be ignored because he is televised. We all agree on that. We all Dr. Phil and Dr. Oz are pictured there. Even if Danny had a private doctor and Kentucky rewrote its law, where would he get marijuana from? Because Kentucky's law also neglected to set up any system for legal marijuana distribution. So he'd have to obtain it from somewhere else. But where would he do that? And how? Now, he could have it shipped, right? Except, no, that would be a federal crime. Uh, but what if he flew to a state where marijuana is completely legal and just brought it back to Kentucky? Here's the thing. No, again, that is also a federal crime. Uh, could he drive? Uh, to a neighboring state to get what he needs. Unfortunately, no, because two of those states have total prohibitions on marijuana and the rest don't currently recognize out-of-state patients. Now, if you are thinking, uh. hold on, could he train a carrier pigeon <laughs> to carry the pot from Colorado? Yes, that's a good idea. And cool bird stamp. But, but, <laughs> the practical matter there, no. Partly because it's illegal and partly because you know the bird will eat it on the way, stop flying, and spend the whole night giggling about how owls seem like they have glasses, but like, 
so abnormal, <laughs> and that's crazy, right? They don't know, but it's there, right? <laughs> the point is, if you live in Kentucky, despite there being a law that ostensibly gives access to medical marijuana, there's virtually no legal way for you to get it. Now, things fractionally improved toward the end of the Obama administration, because his general attitude was essentially this. We still have federal laws that uh, classify marijuana as a, as a illegal substance, but uh, we're not going to spend a lot of resources trying to turn back decisions that have been made at the state level on this issue. Right. His uh, attitude to part was basically, I'm not going to hassle you over this and, unless you make it policy as a security guard at a Dave Matthews concert. <laughs> his administration issued guidelines in that spirit. By the end of his term, it was actually a little easier to study marijuana and for dispensaries to get bank accounts. But those guidelines weren't permanent, and that could be a real problem, because our new Attorney General is Jeff Sessions, the concept well, of that's expressed in man form. And he, he has been pretty clear where he stands on marijuana. This is not a non-dangerous drug. This drug is dangerous. You cannot play with it. It's not funny. It's not <laughs> something to laugh about. And, and trying to send that message with clarity that good people don't smoke marijuana. <laughs> Lady Gaga said she's addicted to it and is not harmless. Yeah. Okay, Jeff. But Lady Gaga also said, I believe that men and women deserve to love each other equally, as well as touch me in the dark put your hands all over my body parts. So please, Jeff, if you're going to live your life according to God, I'll quote, accept the entire canon. <laughs> and listen, I'm not saying there shouldn't be laws to place sensible restrictions on marijuana as there are with other substances, but our federal laws desperately need to be brought up to date. And perhaps there is no clearer sense of just how establishment that view is becoming than this. The Cannabis Caucus is a bipartisan effort to protect state marijuana laws and blow out outdated federal prohibitions on weed. Believe it or not, these are the guys pushing to <laughs> legalize pot in Congress. Yes. There is now a Cannabis Caucus in D.C. and it's co-chaired by these four knocks. And if even an 83-year-old Republican from Alaska has come around on this issue, then it's probably time for our laws to catch up. And there are a bunch of ideas out there. One bill proposed just this week would remove marijuana from the Controlled Substances Act and officially rename the <coughs> the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Marijuana, Firearms and Explosives, which doesn't really make sense. Just get all the awesome stuff together in one place. <laughs> Why not keep going and make it the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Marijuana, uh, Firearms, Explosives, Monster Trucks, Motorcycle Jumps and sick-ass leather jackets with tigers on them? And by the way, that jacket is even sicker in person. This is my jacket. This was me this morning. This is an actual $6,000 Gucci jacket. And for anyone stupid enough to buy one of these, it's worthless now. I just made your jacket uncool and worthless by wearing it. But that bill is just one proposal. Fixing all of this is a huge undertaking. Marijuana laws affect everything from environmental regulations to international treaties. And ideally, we should also go back and expunge records of people convicted of low-level marijuana offences in the past. And all of this, I know, is a lot of work, which is why we should really start right now. Because I would argue that it is absolutely worth it for people like Brandon Coates and for people like Danny Belcher and perhaps most of all for Greg.
who has been freaking the fuck out this whole time. I can see you, Greg, and I can hear your thoughts. All right, there it is, folks. Wow. First show of the new year. Happy New Year. Happy 2020. Here we go. Let's make it a good one. Let's be awesome. Let's work hard and get uh, some really good laws passed for candidates. Good laws. Not just any laws. That's right. Good laws. Thank you, everybody, um, as always, for supporting us. And we're going into our eighth year in just a couple months. We'll be eight years old for Wednesday, Wednesday, which is really, really awesome. So we thank you all for that. Um, always just be smart, be safe, and educate. Have a happy new year, everybody.